Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 24. And we're going to start with the second half of verse 4, where Jesus says, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Now I know that as I've stood up here time and time again, I've told you you got to read, study, pray, read, study, pray. But I've never went into any depth on why we should be reading, why we need to study. The very short answer, and I could tell you this and go home, but we're not going to do that. The very short answer is, is you need to know the Jesus of the Scriptures. We need to know the Scriptures like the Bereans, where we don't take everything said as gospel truth until it has proven itself out by Scripture. And we need to hold that Scripture as the only truth of life. Why? The times that we are in now are dictating that we know Scripture intimately. And that this Scripture needs to be our ultimate authority on life and death, our ultimate authority on Christian living. And it cannot be a head knowledge. It needs to be deep in our hearts and deep in our souls. In the times that we're in, superficial knowledge isn't going to cut it anymore. We need to know Scripture intimately so we're not deceived. Jesus continued in the 24th chapter, Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. We have to take heed that no one deceives us and no one deceives you. There is going to be many Christs that will come. There's going to be many claiming that they are the risen Jesus. And this is not something that's new. You can search the internet for hours upon hours upon hours of all the people that have come and said, I am Jesus Christ. In the 1700s, there was a lady named Anne, Anne Lee. She was a founder and leader of the Shakers. Her followers believed she was a female incarnation of Jesus Christ. At the peak, there was two to 4,000 people that believed that she was the incarnation of Christ. In the 1800s, there was a man named Arnold Potter who claimed that Jesus entered his body. And when this happened, he became Potter Christ. 
Now Potter Christ, as he liked to be called, decided he was going to go to heaven prematurely, so he attempted to ascend into heaven by jumping off a cliff. And he died. Late 1800s, William Davies. He taught that the archangel Michael was actually Adam, Abraham, and David. He taught that his son, Arthur Davies, when he was born, he declared him the reincarnated Jesus. When his son, David Davies, was born, he declared that he was God the Father. The early 1900s, there was a man who changed his name to Krishna Venta. He come from the fountain of the world cult in Simi Valley, California. He had about a hundred followers, but he claimed that he was Jesus. And he was Jesus, and he lived on a planet called Neophrates that he led a convoy of rocket ships from. And he led this convoy of rocket ships to Earth 240,000 years after he was born on Neophrates. Krishna Venta ended up having extramarital affairs with two of his congregate's wife, and they decided to load their truck up with dynamite, and Krishna Venta died in a suicide bombing. But before, before he died, he spawned on another man who started thinking that he was a Christ-like figure. And I'm sure everybody's heard the name Charles Manson. Now, Charles Manson, we all look back now and say the man was crazy. But in his heyday, he had 50 people that were following him. Charles Manson had a bigger following than what we have right here. He had five times as many people as what we have right here. The late 70s, Jim Jones claimed to be the reincarnated Jesus. He had talked his followers into drinking grape Kool-Aid and jumping on, a, I think it was a comet. 918 people died that day in a, in a murder-suicide. At the height of his ministry, he claimed that there was 20,000 people that were followers of his. But the actual number was probably three to 5,000. And these stories can go on and on and on of these Jesus imposters, and it seems silly, right? But sadly, these congregations were not small. And some of them numbered in the thousands. Thousands of people being deceived. These false Christs come along and speak of wars. They'll speak of end times nonsense, knowing exactly the time and date that Jesus will be coming, or that they are coming of Christ and knowing the Jesus of the Bible the true Jesus of Scripture will stop you will stop you from falling for these types of deceit Jesus said and we shall hear of wars and rumors of wars see that ye be not troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet 
for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there should be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. And all these are the beginning of sorrows. World stripes, hunger, pestilence, natural disasters in various places. We have persecution running rampant. The hatred of Christians and the hatred of Jesus Christ is intensifying. The world has become offended at everything. People are betraying one another. People are hating one another over small issues. Sin is permeating every aspect of life. And here the fry of false Christs have risen up as the waters of Christianity have muddied and many are deceived. Injustice will abound and it's going to arise from the deceit that is preached. And the love of many will wax cold or grow cold. Does this sound familiar? We have social injustices running rampant. We have a cancel culture now that wants to get rid of everything that we don't like or everything that somebody doesn't agree with. They start a big movement to cancel it. We had COVID, food shortages, and all of these things are leading to a lot of information and a lot of disinformation. And people are getting tired of it. They're getting cynical and they're losing their loving attitude and their love has grown very cold. Store clerks, wait staff are being treated horrible by people. There's no respect for public servants anymore. Police officers are spit upon and talked down to fire. Doctors and nurses are yelled and screamed at and treated horrible. These are the beginning of sorrows. And that was the first reason. It's the first reason why we need to make sure we know the biblical Jesus. Paul wrote in his letter to the Corinthians, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. We're at a time also now where antichrists are coming, but they're appearing as apostles, they're appearing as ministers of Christ. It's important to know that darkness will never approach you as darkness. Satan will not come and appear as Satan. No false Christ is ever going to come saying, Hello, I'm a false Christ and I will lead you away. I will lead you astray from the true biblical Christ. They're going to come as a form of Christ and they're going to come appearing as light. And this is nothing new as Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. And no one would follow Satan if it were not for deceit. He must come in. The false Christ must come in. The Antichrist must come in and sway 
people's opinion to succeed. Or they're going to tell us what we want to hear. And it's especially dangerous if we don't know the biblical Jesus. How do you think whole churches have been swayed? Has it been through honest and strict adherence to Scripture? No, it's been through deceit. Antichrist telling people what they want to hear. And let's read this again. Let's read verse 15 again. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. There's certain sects out there that say it's okay to have multiple wives. It's okay to be drunkards. Jesus wants us to be happy, right? And the Bible lists many things that make our lives seemingly happy. In several places it lists them out. And most of the time it's going to list them as sin. Yet, if someone comes along and says, your sin is okay, follow me to my cross, your sin is okay, they're going to listen and they will follow. There may be somebody that says, my home life is horrible, but this lady I work with, she makes me feel really good. Perhaps there's a lady that says, my husband won't pray with me. He doesn't make me feel like this guy I know does. This guy will pray with me. Perhaps only the only time I get relief from life is when I get high or get stoned. I get what I want when I lie, but it's only small lies. Yeah, I've been taking money from the elderly for years, but well, but my life's better now. And Jesus wants us to be happy, right? And in a real life instance, you must pay the church every week or your child that passed away in an auto accident is going to hell if you do not give us that money. And it wouldn't make us happy to think your child's in hell, now would it? So you must pay. And when confronted with this, when confronted, you say, the Bible says, and these people will say the four words that you always hear, you can't judge me. And this is how we get 40,000 denominations from one Bible. Deceit. Ministers of Satan masquerading as ministers of light. Turning biblical, illiterate people away from God's truth. And away from God's true son to the doctrines of demons. Sometimes it's a quick turn. Sometimes it takes centuries. Christianity gets exchanged for humanism. An unchanging Bible becomes a centerpiece for a constantly revolving church. The faster the revolutions, the less in focus Scripture becomes. What was once truth becomes arguable. Dedication to God, dedication to Christ, becomes dedication to self. It becomes dedication to what makes us happy. Dedication to our wants, dedication to our desires. The 
biblically literate sit and listen to sermons loosely based off man's opinions. Bibleless, moralless, thoughtless. They become zombies to an ever-evolving, all-inclusive humanistic agenda. Paul wrote to Timothy in the third chapter of his second letter, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and leave captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as John is and John Braves withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith. People filled with sin will flock to the people who okay their sin. Like minds will congregate together with the same basic beliefs. And this is where the ministers of darkness, masquerading as ministers of light, will creep in. You see, they have a, they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power of God. They're always learning but they're never able to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And when confronted with the truth of Jesus Christ, they resist the truth. Abandoned in their own sin concerning the faith, they will drag others away from the truth, trying to argue and persuade others to embrace their truth as the truth of Jesus Christ. And Scripture tells us right here, from these, turn away. We must make sure that we follow the biblical Jesus and not a school of thought that legitimizes our sin or corresponds to our personal beliefs. If what we think is not biblical, what must change? If what we think is not biblical, who must change? Paul wrote to the church in Thessalonica, and this is reason number three why we need to know the biblical Christ. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that son of that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Many attempts have been made and will be made to deceive God's people. There's going to come ta attacks on the mind. There's going to come attacks on the spirit. There's going to come attacks on the Bible, attacks on Christianity. And there will be false gospels that crop up. 
One such false gospel is the Gospel of Thomas. In this Gospel of Thomas, there was 114 sayings attributed to Jesus Christ. Two-thirds of them resemble sayings found in the Gospel. So, two-thirds of them saying 66%. While one-third didn't resemble any of the sayings of Jesus, or 33%. 66% on a test in school is a D. This is 100% accurate. But yet there was people that flocked to this Gospel of Thomas. They exchanged 100% for 66%. And this is where I tell you that we need to know the difference between truth and almost truth. Well, you say, well, Danny, that, that, was, that was thousands of years ago. In 2003, there was a best-selling author named Dan Brown that wrote a book called The Da Vinci Code. And it renewed speculation in it that Jesus Christ and Mary Magdalene had a child. And this led to a lineage of kings. And you say, but, but that's fiction. And I say, oh, is it? This idea has been brought up in many books for decades. And as we have seen time and time again in our society, the more times that people have falsehood put in front of them, the more times they start believing that falsehood. I have had people come up and argue with me. They have argued God's Word. They have argued Scripture against a book of fiction written by a human author. People will base their theology off cartoons. Well, I don't believe that. I'll believe it. I had a lady argue with me at one point that all dogs go to heaven. Because she's seen it on TV. We have to watch what we put into our minds and what we watch. There's many children's cartoons. There's many movies that claim that they are faith-based. And we really have to watch with a very discerning eye that they're completely faith-based. That these cartoons are completely true to God's Word. Because any time they start veering off, any time they start veering off away from Scripture, they go into that territory of almost truth. We need to study Scripture and we need to know what the Bible says. And we need to know what Jesus says. So why do we need to know what the Bible says? We need to know what the Bible says so we can truly know the biblical God. So we can truly know the biblical Jesus. False Christs are going to come and lead many away from the biblical Jesus Christ. That was reason number one. Reason number two, Antichrist spirits will come, and they will lead many toward the darkness and away from the light that is Christ Jesus. 
That's reason number two. And reason number three, many attempts we made to deceive God's people leading up to the Antichrist coming. We must be ready. We must know our Bibles. Satan is putting all of his cards in on deceit to lead people away from the real Jesus and to follow him and the Antichrist to hell. Why drag someone kicking and screaming when a drop of deceit into the life of a biblical illiterate person will cause them to drop everything and follow willingly, walking away from the truth to follow a lie. And this is why I say you must read and you must study. Your eternity, your eternal destiny hinges on Christ and Him alone, the one who died upon the cross, the one found in Scripture from Genesis to Revelation. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. No one is going to serve Jesus up to you on a silver platter. It's going to take effort and it's going to take work from you. You must seek. And when you seek, the Bible says you shall find. Seek Jesus in your Bible, you will find Jesus in your Bible. And when you find the door to God's kingdom, knock and that glorious door shall be opened unto you and there shall stand the Savior. And there, take a good, long look. See Him, know Him, love Him. For many will come to draw you away. Many that will say they are indeed Him. Ladies and gentlemen, build your hope on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock, you must stand for all other ground. All other Christ is but sinking sand. All other ground, all other Christ, all other religions, all other schools of thought, everything that may pull you off the rock that is Jesus Christ is sinking sand. Go home today. Pick up these Bibles. Seek Christ in these Bibles. Believe in what you're reading. Find Him and repent of your sins and be saved. Amen.